These backwoods slashers feel very familiar. Today I'm talking about Butchers. This is Scott's Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends, and welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about a hor- recent horror release called Butchers, which I thought had potential that it didn't meet. So without further ado, let's get started. Intentional or not, art always says something. Even if you make a straightforward action movie, whatever your hero looks like or represents and the people they're fighting will tell you a lot about who or what the director and writer view as villainous. Same goes for horror movies. Whatever our hero is going through or fighting represents something terrifying in the human psyche. And hopefully you can find some meaning in the hero's struggles and hopefully their success. But sometimes a movie is clearly aiming to terrify and not much else, and often ends up saying something entirely different. The film follows four young people fresh from a weekend in the woods. While there's some undiscussed tension between everyone, that all goes out the window once their car breaks down and they need to hike to a local gas station for help. A gas station run by a vicious sadist and his equally vicious brood. If you're a hardcore horror fan, you've seen this movie before. A group of pretty young people are stranded in the middle of nowhere and are beset by a violently abusive backwoods family, including the ugly stereotype of the most violent member being a mentally ill or developmentally disabled man at, and a man that's talked like about like an animal. The lead baddie literally calls him his ox. This includes some very creepy cat-and-mouse scenes, brutal violence, and some terrifying weapons. Combined with the green undertones, you can feel the Texas Chainsaw Massacre influence through and through. So if that's your bag, that's fine. It wasn't for me, both because I've seen this movie done better, and because this movie keeps threatening to have a point that the movie doesn't seem to realize. Early on, we learned that the reason for the tension between one of our leading ladies and her boyfriend is that he's cheating on her with her friend who also came on the trip, who's dating the other guy in the car. There's a lot of ways this could go. Maybe we're looking to punish the cheaters. Maybe this will be a twist of the knife to bring our heroes even lower. Maybe one of the cheaters will try to redeem themselves. We're so close to commentary about human nature and how and why people hurt each other. Granted, the reaction of the wronged heroine, which is try to save everyone regardless, is almost commentary by itself. She doesn't care right now. These are all her friends and human beings that don't deserve to meet a violent end. She doesn't want to talk about the other stuff right now. But other characters keep bringing it up in a way that seems like it's supposed to be meaningful, but isn't. This is also smashing into the film's other half-expressed idea. The second idea is that the abusive, toxic masculinity and misogyny that drives these men is their eventual undoing. There's a lot of verbal abuse thrown upon the younger brother, and it's clear that he'll eventually snap. Likewise, the male characters we don't like ask for respect while wielding weapons or enter violent situations when they know they should run. There's some interesting threads here, but it all feels like wallpaper or excuses for the movie's violence, where young men, and especially young women, are threatened, beaten, assaulted, and killed. And it's just ugly. Though it has threads of good ideas, Butchers is weighed down by cliches and brutality. 3 out of 10. (laughs) 
This has been Scott's Off Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Off Indulgent Movie World. Stay safe to everybody, and I'll catch you next time.